You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic, on the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet, Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. The Spitting Statistician, a.k.a. The Stable Genius and Vocal Minority. And welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Network. You know what it is. Episode 370 of the Fantasy Freestyle with the big-time stats over beat Cypher doing what we got to do. Say it with me now. If you're in the chat, Jerty, I know you are. We're trying to help you win your leagues and win that cash. Although now, you know, I admit, it may be just win that Venmo, win that PayPal. Why? Because I had a big week gambling last week. I had a couple of bets. And, you know, my money back, I just get it on PayPal anyway. I just get it on Venmo anyway. I don't really, I want to I wanna actually, like, you know, do some things with those bills. You know what I mean? Dilly dilly to everybody out there. I got my, um, damn it doll over here representing the New York Jets. If you're real deal stats over beat Cypher, you know how I received that damn it doll. And we'll talk about that a little bit later on. But we got a good show for you as always. Listen, we're going to talk about this national championship game that is going to tip off in about a couple of hours. I tell you, very interesting game. And I'm going to tell you the way I would bet it. I'm telling you, I don't know that I would touch the game or the total right now. I think I might find some other ways to bet it. We'll get into that in a little while. I do have a poll question up, as always, here. And the poll question is straight up. Who cuts down the nets tonight, okay, to end March Madness? Will it be Virginia? Will it be Texas Tech? Or my third option, which I think is interesting, is F it. My brackets are toast. You know, like, do you even not care anymore now that your brackets are done? You know, everybody who that first weekend were like, oh, my God, this six seed pulled an upset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweating it out. Sweating it out with, like, Purdue. Right? Sweating it out with Florida State. You know what I'm saying? Be like, oh, my God, Oregon. Are you now putting that attention to the national championship game? And I find it interesting that 24% of y'all say, F it, my brackets are done. 54% of you are saying Texas Tech. Right now, only 22% of you are saying Virginia. We'll check in on that a little bit later on in the show. And by the way, if you want to get down with the spitting statistician and, you know, Y'all do. Y'all follow me. Y'all Patreon, all that good stuff. The number to call if you want to get down this hour is 347-767-6614. All right. Let's get into it. And Danny, Danny knows because me and Danny, we got into, um, we got into, um, you know, our bracket pools together, Danny. So it's only good that we talk about this. It's only good that we talk about this together, you know, because we were vested together. And by the way, I got D money. I got D money in the chat room being like, I've never heard this guy, but he's got a beard. Dilly dilly to D money in the chat room. Hey, Jerry T, my man, school my new cat over here, D money on what he got to do to be part of the stats overbeat cypher. But I digress. Um, yo, Danny, check this out because people are like, oh, my God, how could we have picked this? You and I both know we did sheets together. Did I or did I not, Danny, have Virginia in as my, like, blue blood, you know, top-level team that I thought was going to win it all? Did I? Do we not have a, a sheet with Virginia winning it all, Danny? We do. That's right. Do we not have sheets? Have I not, for the last three weeks, been talking about Texas Tech as a team that could be a non-one or two team that could upset the apple cart, Danny? You do. Absolutely. All right. That's all I know. The best part about this, if you don't believe me, go check the tape, okay? You got the little YouTube feed right there in the chat room. Smash the like button, and you can check it out yourself. But here's the thing. I I don't like betting this game in the traditional sense, okay? Because this spread to me one, one and a half, depending on where you get it. They don't this is an up this is a game that is up for grabs. All right. I don't know about if this is a side you want to bet. And here's what we do know. Okay, both of these teams are rock solid defensively, okay? I told you about that last week. I said with Texas Tech, you know, once they shut down Cassius Winston, where else would Sparty go to score, right? Cassius Winston wound up, I believe, four for sixteen and they had no place to go. They put up fifty one points. 
right? I said the same thing with Virginia with that defense. Would Auburn get off on the three-point line? Would they be able to stifle Brown? Would they be able to stifle Harper? You know, maybe they did, but, you know, they also didn't stifle the rest. But that's besides the point. And listen, Virginia is that team. Okay, they had the call, non-call, the double dribble, the foul with Guy on the, on the free throw line. They had that. They had my man Cisco, you know, hitting the buzzer beater to force overtime with Purdue. They might be that team that, like, it was written as though it was Nas, you know, after their 1-16 loss last year. But everyone loves what Texas Tech is doing. This total, this total is sitting at 118, 119. And originally, I was, when this came out, I was going to be like, whatever the total is, I'm betting the under. But then they come out and do some silly nonsense like this and have the total literally be 118. I'm not going to bet this game. I'm not going to bet this total. I want to bet under, but at 118, 119, they're telling you neither team is going to get into the 60s. I was on some like, oh, first 55 wins, but they're literally taking it to that extreme. Honestly, you know I like Texas Tech. I've been on them. I think the length of Culver, the length of Owens, if that kid Owens is back, he got a bad ankle sprain, all right, in the Final Four. But if Owens is there, and they put Culver on Cassius Winston, they may do the same. On Kyle Guy, you know, and, and let's see where they go, right? So I think that's interesting. But I'm not going to bet this total because I wanted it. I wanted it under, like, 123. I wanted it under, like, 124. I see it at 118, 119. I don't know. Let me tell you how I will bet this game, though, okay? I think this is going to be a nip and tuck game throughout. And check this out. I can get a prop bet. And that's the thing. There's so many prop bets. It's almost like the damn Super Bowl. Okay, so if you're a true degenerate like the stats overbeat cipher trying to win that cash, you know what I'm saying? Be able to be like dilly dilly to everybody, get a little bit of extra cash, you know. You got other prop bets. Will the largest lead in this game be more than ten and a half? I like the no side on that, with the largest lead being a you know um, less than or ten points or less. I think this is going to be a defensive nip and tuck. This is going to remind you of the NBA in the early '90s. Okay, those Anthony Mason, Alonzo Mourning kind of things. Jeff Van Gundy hanging on people's legs. This is going to be a half-court set kind of game. I don't think there's going to be a team that goes out crazy unless Texas Tech completely shuts Virginia down. Because I know Culver can still get his shot. I know Moretti can. I know, you know, these guys from the guards from Texas Tech. But I think that's a much more interesting way. And if you want to play that the largest lead in the game will be less than 10.5 points, you can get that at on the plus side, at plus 105. That's something that I might explore, all right, in terms of how to play this game. Because I don't like the 1.5 points. I don't like the 118-119 total. I do think it's going to be a close back-and-forth, get-your-bows-ready kind of game. Right, So I like that the largest lead in this game will be less than 10.5 points, and you can get that on the plus side. Real deal stats overbeat Cypher crew. You know I'm betting plus numbers, right? I like these dogs. We fade the public. Another way you could do it, they got prop bets on the total points for all the studs in the game. Okay, so for, what that means is on the Texas Tech side, you can get Jared Culver over or under 17.5 points. You can get Moretti over or under 10.5 points. And you can get Mooney, who, by the way, may have an NBA future. Um, Mooney at 12.5 points. Jared Culver has gone over 17 points, I think, all, all the games except one. But he also had one point in the first half in, uh, on Saturday, right? And I also got to believe, that Virginia is going to key in on Culver. They are going to try to force the ball out of Culver's hands, and I think they are going to try to force other people to beat them tonight. Is Moretti capable? Yes. Is Mooney capable? Yes. However, that doesn't change the inputs. Remember, sports gambling is an inputs, not an outputs kind of thing. I got to think the smart money is on Virginia looking to key in and get the ball out of Culver's hands, which means, you know, this Culver 17 and a half points, the under could be tasty to me on that one. And then, you know what, because Virginia and T-Tech are sort of mirror images of each other and how, get, how much they get in your kitchen playing defense, if you like, though, the other side, I think you can apply the same logic. They got the same thing, prop bets on Kyle Guy, 14 and a half points. DeAndre Hunter, 13 and a half points. Ty Jerome, 14 and a half points. Let me tell you something. 
I look at the data point of Saturday where they put Culver and his length on Cassius Winston. I could see them doing the same thing to Kyle Guy. When I see Kyle Guy over under 14 and a half points, the way I might play this game, I don't know that I'm betting the game because I kind of like Texas Tech. All right? But I don't know that I'm going to bet it that way. I wanted a low total, but then they went so crazy with the over-under on this game that I'm going to stay away from this. I think I'm going to stay away from the largest. I think I'm going to go largest lead is single digits because I think it's a back-and-forth game, the entire game. And I think I might fade these point totals for these number one scorers. If you believe it's a kind of back-and-forth game, if you believe they're going to force other people to beat you, you know, this kind of idea like Bill Belichick makes you play left-handed, right? I can see both of these teams, Virginia and Texas Tech, trying to key in on Guy and on Culver, forcing others to beat you. I like the under on Jared Culver points. I like the under on Kyle Guy points as well. That's the way I might bet this. And then here's the thing. A lot of you guys are in a position where you may be able to hedge these days. All right? Like our man, Sean Gustonamakia, one of our uh, producers here on the Fantasy Sports Network, okay? He got... He's in a pool somehow. He's got a futures bet. If Texas Tech wins, he stands to make $4,000, Danny. You hear this? Our boy Sean, Texas Tech wins tonight. He makes four k. That's nice. I like. Right? So he's got to be on some hedge t- side. Danny, do you know what it is to hedge bets? We got to educate the people. Uh, Kind of. Kind of. All right, check this out. Own boy Sean invested, say, $20, right? And if Texas Tech wins... He's winning $4,000. That's pretty nice, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, what if, but the thing you could do in this situation, what the hedge is, okay, is because you know if Texas Tech wins, you spent $20, you're winning $4,000. Very nice. What he could do right now is literally, or what I would tell him to do right now, Danny, what I would tell him to do right now is bet like $1,250 on Virginia tonight. That's what a hedge is. Make sense, Danny? Because check this out. Now he's changed his investment up from just the $20 to basically $1,250, right? Mm-hmm. If Virginia does win, then he wins that bet. So he doubles that money. He winds up winning $2,500, you know what I mean? Or collecting $2,500 on a $1,200 investment. So he's good to go if Virginia wins, right? Okay. If Texas Tech wins, yeah, he loses his $1,200 bet he just made. But he wins the $4,000 bet off the 20. So he's still plus, you know, $2,500. So this is the way you can do it where regardless of the outcome of the game, you wind up winning. Now, the way he has it right now, he wins $4,000 or nothing. I'm trying to tell him to do it so that he either wins $1,200 or he wins $2,500. You feel me, Danny? I see. I That's the hedge, okay? And I don't know the exact numbers because you got to wait until the very end and see if Virginia's at, you know, minus – 120 at minus 130 but that's what it means by hedging instead of going zero to the you know the jackpot you hedge by betting the other way and then you're guaranteed profit regardless of how it goes down and that's the kind of place we like being in you know what i mean danny yeah definitely. the only problem is you got to have about 1500 dollars lying around if you're sean right now to make that initial investment you know i mean yeah or know somebody you can borrow it from uh can he borrow it from you danny if it's all just you know he's cash he's cash to win either way uh, Literally. Uh, I think after taxes, I don't know if I have $1,500. Your credit's not good? Yeah, it's tax uh, day coming up. Big shout-out to tax day next Monday. Get it in. Get it in for sure. Stats over beat Cypher. Dilly dilly, of course. Uh, shut up, Doug. Um, I will say this, though. I wanted to mention two quick two things real quick, Danny, because, you know, we're talking NTAA. We're talking March Madness. I told you the way I'm going to bet this game. I'm betting a tight game all around. I'm betting under on the culver, under on the guy. I ain't touching the game. I ain't touching the total. I like a low total. These guys are out of their damn mind. It's a little, they're begging you. They're begging you to take the over, so I pass. But I did want to say this. It came out right before the tournament. You know how these are like amateur athletes, Danny? You know, they can't accept any benefits, stuff like that. Right, right. And so check this out. The, the judge just came out. There was a ruling, a court ruling, right before the uh, tournament that um, now, quote, unquote, the NCAA is now, quote, permanently restrained and enjoy, enjoying from agreeing to fix or limit compensation or benefits related to education. This is a change. 
Danny player. There's now no limit on what players can earn if, as long as it's education-related expenses, okay? So this is not like the Ed O'Bannon thing where making money off their likeness in video games. This is not them being able to get paid. But this is saying that there is now no limit to the benefits, the actual academic benefits that these players can get. And hopefully academic benefits stretch to, you know, like, you know, things like food. Because a couple of years ago when Shabazz Napier, when UConn, when they won it all, he was like, listen, I'm a... I'm a college athlete. I'm not supposed to be getting improper benefits. I'm starving. I can't get a bagel and cream cheese. I can't afford a pie. I got to ask people for money to buy a slice of pizza. And that's sad. I hope to, they can you know, realize that food is an expense related to education. Right? But check this out. I'm just talking about Kyle Guy, Danny. Guy on Virginia who I'm fading tonight by points. I think he's going to score less than 15 points. Danny, check this out. Kyle Guy. Kyle Guy is engaged. Okay? So... One of the things you do when you're engaged, Danny, is you put up a registry, all right? You put up a registry like, oh, I want this cheese dish. Oh, I want this new coffee table. Oh, I want this money for a, uh, you know, a honeymoon kind of thing. But check this out. Kyle Guy was told by Virginia, you ready, Danny, for this? He had to take his wedding registry down because it could have been seen as improper benefits he was getting and maybe a bribe. How ridiculous is the NCAA? We got kids that can't buy pizza, can't buy bagels. We need court rulings to restrain, you know, take off the limits of the compensation they can get. Yet, my man Kyle Guy, who uh, is going to be playing tonight, who I think will score less than 15 points, had to take his registry down because they were worried that it was a damn NCAA violation. Absolutely ridiculous and exactly what the NCAA. So, hey, Kyle Guy, I hope you do well today. I hope your wedding goes well, and I hope you get the cheese plate that you wanted. When we come back here on the Fantasy Freestyle with Stats Over Beach Cypher, we shift our attention to the NFL. I get you caught up in any of those late season, late free agency moves, and we preview the uh, running back class for the 2019 NFL Draft in a couple of weeks. Come on back to Spitting Statistician Fantasy Freestyle. Lynch was going to be the new champion and was going to be the last moment at the end of WrestleMania. The closing shot at the end of WrestleMania was Becky Lynch holding the championship up high. I gave you four that I said I would bet. I went four and oh in those bets. That's how we make it rain. It don't matter if we're talking Major League Baseball, C3 Lacrosse, or Reality TV, Joe. We make it rain for the degenerates out here. Weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. Either way, if you use the promo code BLITZ, you get 25% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code BLITZ, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Attention all authors. Page Publishing is looking for authors. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Page Publishing will get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, Apple iTunes, and other outlets. They handle all aspects of the publishing process for you. Printing, cover art, publicity, copyright, and editing. Call 800-292-8137 now for your free author submission kit. That's 800-292-8137 for your free author submission kit. Again, that's 800-292-8137. The morning after. Antonio Brown used Ben Roethlisberger as an excuse to masquerade the real reason why he wanted out of Pittsburgh. And that is his jealousy of Juju Smith-Schuster. Pure jealousy. Didn't like that Ben was throwing him the football as much as he did. Didn't like his enthusiasm. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers.
up back. Fantasy Freestyle, you know what it is. Stats over beat cipher. We got somebody new in the chat, D Money over here. D Money asking me, check this out. He was like, where's the line in my Corona? Dilly dilly to D Money. There was no line in that Corona, but guess what, D Money? There is a lime in this one, brother man. Let's get it going. Real deal. Stats over beats cipher. Know what it is. Big shout out not only to D Money, but also, yo, strong style Perry Ng asking me thoughts on WrestleMania. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I was on air Thursday morning, Friday morning, and you know what I did, guys? And you real deal. Stats over beats cipher. Perry Ng, strong style. You will know. Here's what I said. I said there are two absolute locks on WrestleMania. Bet the house and parlay them both. And you know who they were? They were Finn Balor and Samoa Joe. All right. And by the way, if you didn't know, they both won. Cha-ching! That's how we do it. We make you win your leagues and win that cash. I thought overall it was a good show. They got it right. They got it right with uh, Rollins. They got it right with Becky. But the show was like six hours long and it dragged on a little bit. A lot of people saying that. Yep. They are right on that one. So big shout out uh, to D Money and anybody else. Uh, you know, I got a line, you know, in my uh, in my drink right now. Let's get it in and, and switch gears over to football. Okay, I told you what I would do for the uh, NCAA, the championship tonight. How we gonna make a little bit money on that? Let's go to football. All right, because since we last spoke in the cipher, there's a couple of running back moves I want to touch on. Okay. First of all, remember, there are some impact players on defense still left, okay? And Dominican Sue still out there. I think he's a great fit for the Chargers. You got Ziggy Ansah out there as a pass rusher if you need it, all right? We're going to see which of these teams strike out in the draft on getting that pass rusher, right? And Ansah might be a guy. Eric Berry, someone's going to give a contract to. Okay, I, maybe the Dallas Cowboys, to be quite honest. But there's also a lot of ripple effect in the running back situation. And that's where I want to hone in on here in this segment, okay? Because, listen... Sometimes drafts are won. Dynasty drafts are won by knowing which running backs to grab, okay? So I want to tell you about some of the moves that happen here in the running back market, and then also we turn our attention to the draft, okay? So first of all, I mentioned it before. Isaiah Crowell signs with the Oakland Raiders, okay? He's going to be there early down back, all right? He's going to be there early down back. I believe in him a lot more than Washington there so keep an eye out on that if you think the Raiders are going to be good this year I personally do not you think they're going to be winning in the second half of games it will be Isaiah Crowell in there in the lead dog role kind of between the tackles also Duke Johnson still requesting a a trade Duke Johnson is someone you got to keep an eye on where he lands okay we're hearing the Jets we're hearing the Texans we're hearing the Philadelphia Eagles I think not the Jets, because Le'Veon Bell will be a three-down back, obviously, for the Jets. But if Duke Johnson winds up with the Houston Texans, I think that's a great fit. Okay, the Texans lost Alfred Blue in free agency. You guys know that Lamar Miller sucks. We think he's just a guy here on the fantasy freestyle, right? So if Duke Johnson winds up being in this kind of pass-catching role for the Houston Texans, I think that is productive in PPR formats. you got to watch that. And the same could be said if he winds up in Philadelphia. Remember, Philadelphia just got Jordan Howard, but that's the early down roll. Okay, Darren Sproles undecided on if he's coming back or not. Duke Johnson, if he winds up in Philadelphia, I really like him in a PPR role. Also, uh, to note, C.J. Anderson signed with the Detroit Lions since we last spoke here on the Stats Overbeat Cypher here on the Fantasy Freestyle. He's going to be in that LeGarrette Blunt role that he had, that the Lions had last year, okay? And the thing to really watch here is any impact on Carrion Johnson. You guys know I've been on Carrion. Keep calm and carry on. Carry on on for a while. I don't think this truly saps his value because I still think he's going to be used in the passing game along with Theo Riddick. I still think that C.J. Anderson, there's not much left, not much tread on the tires, that playoff run with the Rams notwithstanding last year. I still believe Carrion Johnson is a mid-to-low level RB2 in drafts coming up. See him around running back, eh, call it running back 18 to 20, in my opinion, okay? So I think he's still okay. You're also going to have to watch with the draft coming up. I've told you about this. You're going to have to see which teams address this position. Which teams address it with, like, A, a shifty running back that they get in the fourth round to play the PPR role or the plodding bruiser back? Okay, most people think about that in terms of quarterback who addresses the quarterback situation. But there are a couple of teams out there. You really have to see if they address that situation in the draft. 
because it will change dramatically the fortunes of other players. Like, for example, Marlon Mack, they be hyping up that he's a three-down back right now. Let's see if that's still the case after the draft. In Miami, let's see if Kenyon Drake is still, you know, something after the draft. You know what I'm saying? That's the kind of teams you have to look at. You have to see if they do anything. Um, let's see if Chicago addresses it. They traded Jordan Howard. They signed Mike Davis. Do they believe in a combo of Mike Davis and Tariq Cohen? That's what we want to see going into the draft. So speaking of the draft, okay, and next week on Fantasy Freestyle, what we're going to do is I'm going to talk about like those things, the biggest questions to answer with the draft, the biggest reads you will get on teams. Remember, I told you we're going to look at win totals right after the draft. Because that will also declare what teams are tanking, what teams I'm going to run to the window and bet season win total unders on. Right? But let's look at some of these running backs in the draft. And here's the point I want to make. Okay? Remember, I say it all the time here on Fantasy Freestyle. All right? I say it all the time, people. Okay? Um, You have to know the kind of game that the NFL is. And you have to know your settings in fantasy. Right? I, I, we see strong style talking about people like Zeke and, and, and Saquon when it looks to drafts of the past. The first thing is what I learned from the NFL last year is it is such a passing league that the league is moving away from backs like Leonard Fournette. The league is moving away, you know, from what we thought Zeke Elliott was, what we thought Todd Gurley was. But then we see Zeke, we see Gurley also be able to be effective in the pass game. But those plotters, I mentioned Leonard Fournette, Jordan Howard, who we talked about, right? Those guys, that's not where the NFL is, okay? So I am going to be fading those rookie running backs that have that kind of profile coming in to the NFL. And I think you got to understand who are those kinds of backs and who are the backs that are more suited for the 2019 NFL. That's one of my overall premises. Another one of my overall premises here is, listen, don't get it twisted, people. You can find a back that was drafted in the third, fourth round and plug him into your fantasy starting lineup in year one. I say it all the time. If you're Real Deal Stats over Beat Cypher, you know with my lime beer here, dilly dilly to y'all. That you can find a stud running back at late in the draft. If they were drafted late by a team. Because last year, look, you knew about Saquon, right? But Carrion Johnson was a second-round pick, okay? Uh, obviously, Philip Lindsay comes out of nowhere. Yet, other guys, the guys that had the bigger stature, the Ronald Joneses, bigger stature, drafted early, Squadoosh, Fugazi. Royce Freeman, the bigger stature, drafted early, Fugazi. Okay, Darius Geis got banged up, Fugazi. Okay, the only guy, the only back that was kind of this kind of back that was an inside the tackles, early down back, that returned anything as a rookie last year was my guy, the stereotype, Sony Michelle. And I told you about the stereotype. All the other backs, for the most part, were either these complete all-around workhorse kind of backs or were backs that could offer something in the passing game. We know about Saquon, right? But I talk about Philip Lindsay, the kind of back he is. Kerryon Johnson, the kind of back he is. I expect a big second year regardless of C.J. Anderson. Uh, Rashad Penny comes on. I, I expect a bigger second year. I expect a big second year out of Rashad Penny. Different kind of back. So let's spin that forward. First things first, I don't think there's any top 10 backs this year. Okay, I wouldn't spend the top 10 back. I know a lot of people are talking about Josh Jacobs out of Alabama. This dude is physically gifted, looks good coming off the bus, has the potential to be a three-down back in the NFL. I will give you that. But I don't think he's Zeke Elliott. I don't think he's Leonard Fournette. I don't think he's Saquon Barkley. All right? So let that be said. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Here's a couple of backs that I, I'm fading. In the NFL, because their skill set, they may have been good in college, but I don't think their skill set translates as well in the NFL. First is Elijah Holyfield out of Georgia, okay? This guy is a bruising back. He's a Vander's son, so you got to show him love, right? But he's a guy that doesn't make people miss. He's a bigger back. His comp right now is Samaje Pirine, who didn't really do much in the NFL on the Washington football team. All right? Damian Harris. Damian Harris, who was the starting running back for Alabama, 
He's more of a kind of all-around back. He's a kind of like solid back, but he doesn't flash anywhere. I'm looking for guys who flash with speed, flash with make, making tacklers miss, that sort of thing. That's what translates to the NFL these days. I think Damian Harris is a good all-around back, but to me, I don't know if that's what's going to make him pop at the next level, at the next level in the NFL. And then the other one is David Montgomery. A lot of people really like David Montgomery. A lot of people like David Montgomery. This is a guy out of our, Iowa State. But to me, he was real disappointing in the combine. He ran a 4 6 okay? He had the lowest vertical jump pretty much of any running back. To me, that shows that he's not dynamic. To me, that says Jordan Howard all over it. And that's not the kind of back that I'm on to. There's some do-it-all kind of backs out there. I told you about Josh Jacobs. I think he will be good at the next level. I, li- I like that he's fresh also. All right, he only had 120 carries in 2018, 251 carries overall at Alabama. Remember, at Alabama, see Trent Richardson, see Eddie Lacy. They chew up and spit out backs in the SEC. But now they had Josh Jacobs. They had Damian Harris. They had Najee Harris, okay? So I like that there's a little more tread on the tire on these Alabama backs than in previous years. Josh Jacobs, I believe, will be an impact player in the NFL. Don't sleep on Bryce Love, the kid from Stanford coming off an ACL. This guy was a top three Heisman pick. All around kind of back. Will be serviceable in the NFL, depending on where he lands. I'm going to give it up for the Kentucky running back, Betty Snell, because he's got a big old tat on his chest that says, Snell, yeah. But I think he's the kind of back that when we get to the next level at the NFL, is not going to look dominant like he did at Kentucky. Here are the backs that I really, really like because of the kind of back they are. I want speed, I want lateral quickness, I want shifty backs these days. Those are who translates to the NFL. That's where you get a Tyree Cohen, okay? That's the kind of back you want. That's where you get a Philip Lindsay. It's about the inputs. It's about the skill set that could translate. Okay, We all knew about Christian McCaffrey, right? But Christian McCaffrey is that skill set that can translate. These are the guys who may even go lower in the draft but may wind up in a good situation that pop off and can be a PPR back. These are the guys that could be a Naheem Hines that are serviceable in PPR. I'm going to give you four. The first is Miles Sanders. He's out of Penn State. This is a guy who ran a 4-4-40, got quick feet, good in the pass game, okay? This is the kind of back you like. He's going to be high off the board. He's going to be one of the top three running backs taken. Miles Sanders out of Penn State. Watch what team he winds up on. If that is a team that needs the PPR out of the backfield back, Miles Sanders can be used this year in fantasy. Remember the name, okay? Daryl Henderson out of Memphis. This guy is extremely fast. He is blowing people away. He also is um, has like the most broken tackles, missed tackles in the NCAA. I really like Daryl Henderson. Okay, that's another name to note. He's going to go also, I think he's going to be an early second-round pick. Daryl Henderson, watch what team he winds up on. Mike Weber is another name to note. Okay, Mike Weber out of Ohio State. This is a guy who flashed. This is a guy who has speed. Another 4-4 guy in what was a crowded backfield in Ohio State. They recruit top blue-chip kind of kids. It was Mike Weber who took the job. Okay, um, after Zeke Elliott left last year. Mike Weber, an underclassman also coming out, he has blazing speed, is a fit with his speed. Daryl Henderson with his speed, 4-4 guys. Miles Sanders, 4-4 guys. And the other name you're going to need to watch is Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary out of Florida Atlantic. This is a guy, he's not going to break you away with blazing speed per se, but this is a shifty cat. Okay, this is a guy that makes moves, can make people miss. So if you ask me, I want the fast, shifty guys, Miles Sanders, Daryl Henderson, Mike Weber, Devin Singletary. I'll take them over the guys that are big bruisers, even though you hear about David Montgomery. I don't think he's going to bowl people over at the next level. You may hear about a Damian Harris. This is an all-around good back when he steps up to the NFL. May just be an ant-serviceable part of a committee kind of guy. All right? You need guys that can pop off, especially if you're playing in PPR formats. All right? And I was going to say before, you know, check the tape, take some notes, 
And I usually say that to Jilly Dilly, right? So I wanted to let everybody know, real deal, stats over beat Cypher to the Strong Styles, the Perry Yings out there, the, the Jertees. I got a text from Jilly Dilly earlier today. She said uh, she's struggling with some family issues, okay? And Jilly Dilly is someone who, when Henry Henderson had a problem with his family, Jilly Dilly, like, made friendship bread. Jilly Dilly made friendship bread, I believe, for you as well, Strong Style, right? You know, we're talking about, um, and yes, by the way, Strong Style, I do believe uh, David Johnson, DJ 2K, bounces back this year. Cliff Kingsbury offense, one year removed from the health issues. I like David Johnson as well. But Jilly Dilly hit me up, guys, and said that uh, her father-in-law is in, um, in the hospital. They've been going back and forth from California to Florida, back and forth. So I broke out the Damn It doll. And the Damn It doll, as you guys know, was a gift from Jilly Dilly over the football season. And listen, there is probably no more foundational member than the Stats Over Beat Cypher than uh, Jilly Dilly. And as you know, like, I got my man Strong Style in the chat right now saying the friendship bread was awesome. Thank you, Jilly Dilly. If you're real deal, stats over beat Cypher. And I hope that eventually D-Money becomes that as well. Then you know we're trying to build a community. We look out for our own. So I wanted to say, damn it, damn it, damn it, to whatever is befalling Jilly Dilly's family right now. We, um, you know, we send our best. We send our love. We always wrap our arms around one of our own in the stats over beat Cypher. So I wanted to give a big shout out to Jilly Dilly. Uh, you know, the princess of the Stats Overbeat Cypher, taking care of all of us. So I raise my glass, Jilly Dilly, Dilly Dilly to you. We hope, um, you know, we hope uh, things are on the way up for, I believe it's your father-in-law. Let me know how we're doing, okay? But the damn doll is in full effect. When we come back, we're going to put the fun in functional sports content like we always do. We're going to end on a high note here, fantasy freestyle with the Stats Overbeat Cypher. Come on right back. They get the ball, the release quicker than Dan Marino. Bam! Crazy. Rainbow, bam. Crazy. I'm like, oh, oh boy, UConn's yep. in trouble. Then they come back. And then last night, same thing, like the clutchness of the women, the pace, the shooting, the fundamental skills, great stuff. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. Join the family at Model Sporting Goods. Visit your nearest Models and sign up for our MVP rewards program to receive insider deals all year round. Earn points on every purchase when you use your MVP card to earn Models cash back. It's our way of thanking you for being a loyal customer. Upon signing up, receive 10% off your purchase and 15% off your next purchase. It's that simple. Plus, new MVPs this month are eligible to win a $500 Models gift card. When you got to play more and pay less, you got to go to Moe's. Attention all authors. Page Publishing is looking for authors. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Page Publishing will get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, Apple iTunes, and other outlets. They handle all aspects of the publishing process for you. Printing, cover art, publicity, copyright, and editing. Call 800-292-8137 now for your free author submission kit. That's 800-292-8137 for your free author submission kit. Again, that's 800-292-8137. It's popping off. I'm happy to welcome in Craig Francia. I was re-watching your reel and everything. I laughed like a crazy person on the bus. Oh, that's great. I'm so glad I made you laugh out loud by yourself. I always wanted to be an actor since I was a kid. I watched a ton of TV cartoons like crazy. But when I was four years old, you know, I told my dad, I'm like, Dad, I want to be on TV. So he picks me up and he puts me on the television. The ultimate dad joke. Watch live on the FNTSY YouTube stream. Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what's the what's what's the scenario? You know what it is. Fantasy Freestyle, episode 370. Danny, we've been doing more than a year's worth of episodes. 370. The fantasy freestyle with the stats over beat cipher. Hopefully, we got a new uh, a new regular here in D Money. I like what he's doing. Noted that I didn't have a lime in my first beer, so what I have to do? Get another damn beer and put a lime in it. You know what it is. Yo, also, uh, Strong Style is absolutely right. My man Strong Style in the chat room says stats over beats is more 
more than a community. It is a family, Dilly Dilly. I wanted to give a big shout-out again, Dilly Dilly, to Jilly Dilly, one of the foundational members of the Stats Overbeat Cypher, going through some family issues right now. And Jilly Dilly, you know, turned around and always is there for a Stats Overbeats member in need. So I wanted to, you know, um, give a little uh, give a little love, of course, Jilly Dilly. Also, Perry Ying out there in the chat room saying, Dane, all about that elusiveness. I'm telling you, look at the ev- – that's why I started it with look at the evolution of the NFL, especially if you're going to look for a fantasy guy. Do you want a, a running back like Jordan Howard or do you run a running back out of the backfield that's going to grab you catches, you know, in PPR formats? That's why I'm telling you, Miles Sanders, Daryl Henderson, Mike Weber, Devin Singletary, these are the running backs who are going to wind up on teams – um, that you're going to need to know when you're making your dynasty drafts in a little while, okay? And then also, we got my man, um, who was it over there, talking about the Philly Eagles. Their backfield is all messed up. I think it was my man Strong Style again. Listen, they got roles clear at least. Jordan Howard, we know, is going to be the early down guy. If they could be a team that winds up with one of these little shifty backs, wouldn't it be great for a back that they draft early on to learn under, oh, I don't know, Darren Sproles on how to fill that role. So keep an eye out on that. Also, I got an update. Remember I said our producer, Sean Gustamakia, that he stands to win $4,000 tonight on Texas Tech, and I was telling you how he needed to hedge. Well, um, Sean is on Twitter being like, hedge it is. I'm going to hedge. But now, Danny, just like we talked about, He's like, yeah, I got to hedge. But then he goes, now can I borrow some money to hedge this bet? Because he needs the right money. And um, Gabe, I think, told him on the morning after this morning, the right thing is probably around 1500 bucks. It's probably around 1500 1700 something like that that he needs to hedge in order to bet that so his original outlay makes it so that either way he wins, uh, you know, not $4,000, but he should stand to win around $1,700 to $2,200 no matter what happens. Ain't that a nice place to be? All right, but Danny, as you know, Danny, we put the fun in functional sports content, right, Danny? You know we do. So here's what I got to talk to you about today. First of all, I'm glad that I got my beer, my second beer, by the way, Dilly Dilly for uh, D Money, who reminded me I needed a second beer to put my my lime in it. (laughs) But Danny, um, I want to pour a little bit out over here for the, uh, the AAF. Did you hear about the AAF, Danny, folding up shop? I did. Such a shame. Yeah. Such a shame. Um, back in the day, Keith Olbermann was on you know, ESPN Sports Center, then did a bid on MSNBC. He used to do a segment called The Worst Person in the World. Danny, I got a new uh, nominee. The worst person in the world is Tom Condon, this owner that inf- infused 70 to $250 million in the AAF. And I told you last week, Danny, about how – He just wanted the technology. He just wanted the data in this app that was supposed to be some new hot-ish, some intellectual property, and then wound up being like, you know, forget this league. Yeah, We're finding out more, Danny, about how dirty he did everyone in the AAF, Danny. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Did you know that the players that were, like, on away games last week, they just returned to their hotel after practice one day? And literally, their belongings were in the lobbies. I'm not joking, Danny. Their their suitcases were in the lobbies of the hotels. Like so, like if you were to say, "Oh, I don't know," the San Diego team, and you were like at Arizona that week. When you got back from practice, and you're in a hotel room in Arizona, your bags were just in the lobby because the league didn't pay the bill for your hotel room. And now you're like, you know, a thousand miles away from home. And you're uh, you're SOL. You're out of luck. Pretty messed up, huh, Danny? Yeah. It gets worse, Danny. Let's say you got hurt in the first seven weeks of the AAF. Let's say you broke your collarbone. Let's say you tore your meniscus. Let's say you ruptured an Achilles, Danny. What do you think happens with your uh, you know your medical bills? They get wiped clean. Yeah. <laughs> that would be nice. That would be nice, but that's not the case, bro. Players were left with hotel bills. Players are left with medical bills. What do you think if you were a coach, Danny? Let's say you got an offer, you know, in uh, January when this league started with all the hullabaloo. Let's say you're like an offensive coach, Danny, and you got an offer to be the offensive coordinator of, oh, I don't know, you know, the uh, 
the, you know, Arizona Hotshots, or an offer to be a head coach of, like, you know, a college football program like South Carolina, let's say, and you decided to choose, nah, 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 this AAF thing looks good, and seven weeks later you're out of a job, Danny. How do you think you feel? Not great. Absolutely, Danny. And that's what's going on here in the AAF, okay? We got people with hotel bills. We got people with medical bills. We got people with no job. They didn't even know, bro. They, they, didn't, they didn't even know. The founders of the league didn't even know. Bill Polian, Ebersol, didn't even know that this guy, uh, Condon, the owner, who was going to infuse money into it, was, like, promising the world, but then didn't actually have – was like, nah, I'm going to pull the plug on this a mere, like, four weeks after he invested $250 million into it. Why? Because he got the intellectual property from some data-driven app that is going to be good, you know, maybe down the road. That's what he really wanted. It's like if you buy a company, you know, you see this on, like, Shark Tank or The Profit. You buy a company just to, like, break it down and flip it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But this was with actual players involved and people involved. I think that's pretty effed up. Um, But, you know, maybe a couple of guys I told you got signed off the AAF. So shout-out to them. But, listen, if you all of a sudden got a torn, you know, you got a torn MCL – and you just had surgery, and now all of a sudden you're staring at a $20,000 bill that apparently your team is not going to pick up for you, that really sucks. You know what I mean, Danny? Yeah, that really sucks. I, I have to say this. Tell me. I, I'm looking at the the, uh, the the live stream chat. Oh, okay. Strong, what do we got? Strong Style says, Ted Finn yes! lasted longer than the AAF. You know what? <laughs> You know what, Strong Style, I think you're absolutely right. Ted Finn Jr. Right. <laughs> Ted Finn Jr. lasted most of that football season, right? He did. I remember because Ted Finn Jr. died, correct me if I'm wrong, Danny, when I was like in Thailand. Yeah. I was like, and that was like after the football season. Yeah. So so he lasted sixteen weeks. The AAF lasted eight. Strong style, you are absolutely correct. Perry Ying's asking um, Perry Ying's asking, I wonder how this will affect the XFL. The XFL is laughing, bro. They learned from this. And then Jared T's asking me to speak about Craig. And uh, Craig got his three and a half years. Listen, here's what I'm going to tell you, Jared T. I said the same thing. I said it on um, Make It Rain. I only have two things to say about um, Craig. Okay, and I know, listen, there was a lot of scamming. And he, listen, he, on many levels, he earns his sentence. But I got two things to say. One. He never did wrong by me. There was a staff outing, Danny, and you know this. There was a staff outing when we played bowl. We bowled, okay? And Craig Carton, in a Craig Carton kind of way, was like, you know what? Whoever is the high score, weekend in Atlantic City on me, which, you know, in retrospect, the weekend in Atlantic City on Craig Carton, you know, kind of eh, scandalous, <laughs> right? And, uh, Danny, guess who had the high bowling score of the night that night? I believe I know this. Yeah. You. It was your boy, Speeds, the spitting statistician. I won. And Craig delivered. I got that Atlantic City weekend. So I ain't got nothing bad to say about the man. And you know what else I feel bad for, Danny? I feel bad for his kids. He's got like three, four kids under like 14 years old. That's the problem, JRT. Okay? And I, I feel bad for his kids that are not going to have a father for three and a half years. I'll leave it at that. All right? Um, but Perry Ying, we're going to keep it moving here. Um, because the other thing I wanted to talk about, we talked about WrestleMania. We talked about the AAF. I only got a couple minutes left. Yo, Danny, have you seen a- Antonio Brown? Going crazy, going ham. Like, he got everything he wanted, Antonio Brown. He, he, he changed teams like he wanted. He wanted to get out of Pittsburgh, he did. He wanted a new contract, he got it. He wanted more money, he got it. And he's still burning bridges over on Pittsburgh. And, you know, I understand if you're not down with the team, the organization, but why is he talking smack to Juju Smith-Schuster on Twitter, Danny? And that's what's going on right now. The team. The Pittsburgh Steelers voted Juju, the team MVP, last year, right? Somebody on Twitter takes that and, and, and retweets it and acts Antonio Brown. And then Antonio Brown, Danny, goes off and is like, ah, Juju fumbled the best game away. They don't know what they're talking about. Juju, I mean, Antonio Brown sounds like a guy who got broken up with and he sees his girlfriend, his ex, with a new, like, dressed up, looking damn good, doing good for himself. Like, he got to say something. And then Juju's like, yo, bro, I showed you nothing but love. Why are you clapping at me? It makes absolutely no sense. Um, Danny, do you have the screenshot of what Juju put up, what Juju tweeted out? I do. Let's see that. Okay, D- Antonio Brown is on some like, nah, how are you going to have him be 
um, the MVP. He fumbled in the last play. And Juju's like, yo, I did nothing but show that man love since the moment I got here. Now he's going to clap at me on social media? Antonio Brown, the circus has come to town when it comes to Oakland. They're perfect for Las Vegas. But that ain't all, Danny. He's clapping at Jimmy Butler. Cross smoke, cross sports smoke, yo. As we put the fun and functional sports content here on the Fantasy Sports Network. You know what I'm saying? Like, Danny, he's going at Jimmy Butler. Do you have that? You want to play that real quick? I do. Play that audio real quick. This is him at Jimmy Butler. Hey, Taylor. The bet was he could stop me for three fade routes from Russell Wilson. Why are you talking about other quarterbacks anyway? You know you're one of my close friends, and your credit always good with me. But I think today you need to pay. This pay up, buddy. It's been three years. Danny, this is the same thing. Just donated to my charity. You know you can let that drop. You can let that. Yeah, you can fade that down. You know how I say weeks ago that Jose Canseco just does whatever he has to do to stay in the news. It's almost like Antonio Brown is trying to do that, forgetting about the fact that he's like a 1,000-yard receiver and an all-pro. Like, he's got to be out there. He got what he wanted. He got more money. He got out of Pittsburgh. He's on the masked singer. He's got his Instagram followers. Business is booming. Leave my man Juju alone, because I'm going to tell you what. I think Juju is a wide receiver one this year, and Antonio Brown likely is as well. But you're going to see the difference when you got Derek Carr thrown to you, my man. The grass is always greener on the other side. All right, last thing. We check back in on our poll. 58% of you say Texas Tech. 21% of you say Virginia. Danny, remember how I faded the public with the polls all last year, all last week, and I showed you all the polls that were wrong? I do. I put up a poll last week with the final four teams, and you know who the poll said was going to win the national championship, Danny? Who? 40, 41%. Oh, 44%, Danny, said Michigan State. That's why you fade the public, all right? Big shout-out to Texas Tech and Virginia. Someone's cutting down the nets. I told you that these prop bets. I'm excited, though, Danny. We got Virginia to win the championship on one of our seats, and we had Texas Tech. I'm with Sean. I hope Texas Tech does it. I'll see y'all next week. Peace. Big shout-out, Dilly Dilly. fantasy team suck? Maybe you need us. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The only free 24-7 fantasy sports radio network.